Hello and welcome to the From Campus to Careers podcast. Today I'm joined by Josh from GlaxoSmithKline. Josh, can I ask you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do at GSK? Sure. Yeah, thanks very much. And yeah, thanks for having me. So my name is Josh. I work in our early talent recruitment team uh, at GSK. So our team are responsible for recruiting for our industrial placement program, where we hire around 300 students uh, across the UK each year. Also, our future leaders program, which is our best known graduate scheme. Uh, And we've got a variety of roles across multiple business functions um, in that part of our business, too. Um, So GSK is one of the largest healthcare companies in the world. So we make pharmaceutical products, vaccines and consumer products like brands like Sensodyne and Aquafresh and household names that um, many of uh, your students I'm sure have have used themselves. And uh, joining us today is one of our very own careers consultants Samira so I'm going to hand over Samira to tell you a bit about what she does at uh, Aston. Hello everyone so I am the careers consultant linked to social sciences and humanities and the school of law So I've worked at Aston for three years and um, so hopefully I've got to know a lot of yourselves and hopefully meet you over the next year or so as well. Great. So uh, the reason for this episode and why Josh would join us today is to predominantly talk about our upcoming uh, careers fair. And this year, as was last year, it's going to be a virtual one. So um, we want to really sort of help you as listeners and students to best prepare for the career fair really and get to know from an employer's perspective what it is they're looking for what to do maybe what not to do um so yeah i think we'll get started there so samira i'll let you take it away with some of the questions you've got for josh great stuff Uh, thanks adam so we really want to um give the best experience to the students and make sure that they're the most prepared they can be for the um, careers fairs And we know that many careers fairs are going to be virtual, which was a bit hit and miss last year, but we know lots of employers have kind of committed to carrying on in that way. So um, Josh, when you're at the careers fair at, you know, virtually, um, can you tell us a little bit more about what you'd like to see for the, with the students that actually come and meet you there? Sure, yeah, absolutely. I think there's, as you kind of touched upon, there's advantages and disadvantages of the virtual fair. I think it's great to be able to see so so many students at these um, sorts of things. I think if I could give a tip to, to students who are coming and meeting with employees, it's always really good to see students who have done a little bit of research into the company they're actually meeting with. You know, they don't, you know, they don't need to be an expert. They don't need to know everything. They don't need to know the ins and outs of what the company does in huge, huge details or all the different programs. But it is always good to see that they've, you know, they know what the company is. Uh, they know pretty much you know what sorts of roles and what sorts of functions we actually operate in at the least i think we have been at a number of careers fairs in the past where you know a student's opening sentence might be oh, i've never heard of you before tell me what you do and <laughs> you know it's which is fine it's fine but it's always good to to do a little bit of more research into the companies you're meeting because you're going to get the most out of the uh, the opportunity the most out of the day you'll be able to actually make sure you're going and chatting to companies that might actually be of areas of interest to you as well um so yeah i mean it's not a hugely um yeah surprising tip maybe but doing <laughs> a little bit of research into the companies you're meeting goes a long way i think just to just to add to that one sorry is, is there any particular places other than say the company website that you'd recommend having a look at in order to do that, do that research 
I think that's a good place to start, of, you know, of course, uh, in, in terms of just finding out a little bit about what the company does. Uh, of course, whatever company you're going to, they're probably going to have careers pages with quite detailed uh, amounts of info about the graduate programs, the placements, that sort of thing. Um, at GSK, we've got, you know, LinkedIn pages, different social media as well. That tends to be a good place to start. Um, Additionally, some of the companies, and I know there's a lot of quite high profile and very well-known um, companies attend the fairs at, at Aston, um, sometimes see what's in the media about some of the organisations, particularly um, companies in our sector. Um, so GSK obviously operating in pharmaceuticals, vaccines, uh, been quite a lot in the media in the last kind of year and a half about that that sector. Um, so certainly seeing what, what's, what's been um, spoken about in the media at any organisations too, that can really help bring uh, the company to life a little bit more. So just following up on that, um, uh, now I'm going to quiz you a little bit on LinkedIn because um, students do ask me quite often, should they try and see if they should connect with somebody before the careers fair or should they leave it until after they've been? So what would you, what's your kind of preference on that one? I think either is absolutely fine. You know, you might, before you might not know necessarily who the right person to connect with or speak to, but once you've actually been to the fair and you've spoken to someone, you can absolutely add them. I'm speaking from my, myself here, but it, you know, you can certainly add me, um, or uh, and I'm sure the same is true for, for colleagues in my team as well, if you have spoken to them um, at a fair. Certainly if there are people that you find on LinkedIn that you think would be really interesting to connect with and ask questions, by all means, I think that's absolutely fine as well. And one question that I got just um, this week was, can I make an assumption that if I've had any contact with you, that it's all right to connect with you on LinkedIn? And that, I think you sort of answered it, but I just want to make sure, because sometimes people get a bit like, oh, I'm not sure yeah. if I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> I'm only speaking for myself, but yeah, that's absolutely fine. I think lots of students do add me on LinkedIn and that's absolutely fine. Um, in general, if you're, you know, I won't speak for everyone else, um, but the worst that they will do is just not reply <laughs> or the worst they will do is just not accept it. You know, it's not not the end of the world. So um, I, I wouldn't have yeah any hesitations in, in adding people on LinkedIn, even if you haven't necessarily met them in person or, or spoken to them um, something like this before. Thank you. That's very reassuring. So hopefully some students will take the initiative to to do that, especially as you've been so approachable about it as well. So <laughs> thanks for that. Now, um, just kind of building on the first question um, about the virtual fair. So we know lots of students signed up to them last year and hopefully we'll get lots signing up for this year. But we did get a number of people who were just unsure what the benefit of a virtual fair would be for them. I mean, could you maybe talk us through a little bit about what they should expect? So if they sign up and say, oh, G GSK, I want to definitely sign up for them. Mm. What should they expect to do? They enter the room and then Josh is standing there waiting for you to wait for them to ask an intelligent question. But actually, it can be really intimidating. So anything that you could um, kind of help them prepare? Yeah, the, the people at the uh, <laughs> the people that you'll be connecting with and speaking to at the fair uh, are going to love to talk about the company they work for. They're going to love to talk about their roles in particular. So if you are stuck, that's always a good thing to do. I'd say a, a good opening one is not never heard of your company before. What do you do? Um, but showing that you know I can see that the company that works in this space, what roles would be relevant for me with this degree or, or something like that can be um, a decent um, thing to talk about. Well, I think the benefits of coming to a fair rather than just browsing the website is actually speaking to people who work at these companies and finding out a little bit more information than simply what's written on the website. So that might be in terms of 
what the companies might look for in terms of a really good application or how to do really well in one of the assessment centers or interviews, the sorts of things that there might not be a huge, huge amount of detail on the website about, but chatting to somebody who works for that company, maybe someone who works in recruitment or someone who is on the graduate scheme at the moment has come through that process, they can give you some kind of authentic tips and you know bring that process to life a little bit more. And I think that's really the, the benefit being able to um, find out a bit more about these companies, a bit more how to apply, a bit more about what those programs actually involve, you know, directly from the people rather than just reading words that are written on the, the website that anyone can kind of access. So I think that can certainly um, give you a good good advantage when you are applying if you have spoken to someone and know a little bit more um, about what that actually involves. And so would you I mean, this is quite a difficult question, but can you, if you ever look at applications, do you actually, can you tell the ones who've actually had a chat with with, the, with your team or is it kind of like some people are just very good at research? Yeah, I mean, you can't necessarily always, <laughs> always tell that this person must have spoken to, to somebody, but certainly it can come up in interviews when they're talking about, you know, why are you really interested in working for GSK? And it's like, oh, well, I spoke to this representative at the fair and they spoke about this which was really exciting and really interesting to me and it showed that GSK was a really great company that I really want to work for etc it can you know it can give you a bit of um, evidence a bit of waiting to, to some of those answers and can give you a bit more of a, an insight again rather than the, the generic things that you might find on the the, the general um, careers pages and the general website and um, I think um, we know that actually that's worked really well for some of our students because we know some of them are now working at GSK in particular. Mm. Um, so would you say it's worth students re uh, reaching out to alumni, to graduates from Aston? As we know, just, just thinking about GSK, there are some there. So yeah. would you encourage them to do that as well? Yeah, we've got um, got a few Aston um, students on our graduate scheme. We've got quite a lot on our industrial placement program um, as well. We always have lots of great applications from um, from Aston students. So um, by all means, um, you can reach out to them, ask them any questions. I can't promise every one of them will get back with <laughs> loads of great information if you connect with them on LinkedIn, but I'm sure many of them would be happy. Um, and we'll certainly have um, current kind of or, or graduates of, uh, of Aston attending um, the careers fair as well. So my next question really is thinking about our nervous students. Um, so what advice or tips could you give to help them to you know, feel confident when they come into that um, virtual careers fair? Yeah, for some people, I think the virtual space has been advantageous uh, rather than kind of a huge um, kind of cavernous room with hundreds and hundreds of people um, it can be it, for some people uh, a little bit easier the this kind of smaller virtual booths I think there is some sort of aspect of having to be a little bit more proactive in terms of actually you know looking at the companies you're genuinely interested in actively going to speak to them at these sorts of virtual things once you do the the first one they, you know you'll realize the people there, they really want to speak to you. Um, you're not bothering them by coming into their booth. They'll be very, very happy um, to chat to you. That's why they're there. That's why they've signed up um, to come and take part in the fair. So if you're you're nervous or you you know don't know, haven't thought of any kind of really detailed questions to ask them, you really don't worry. Everyone's going to be very, very happy and really want to talk to you about their company, about their role, that sort of thing. So really don't worry about that. So okay, let's um, go with this one then. So you've got them in the room they're kind of like oh I don't know what to say um so could they just say I'm such and such I'm doing this degree and then hopefully start the conversation because yeah. that's what I'm concerned about that it's just kind of like those first few seconds are really intimidating 
yeah, I think, you know, you can certainly say I'm studying biology degree. What sort of roles or career paths in your company would you recommend? Something like that um, is absolutely fine. <laughs> Good. Just wanted that bit of reassurance for students. Um, so if we think much more folk in a more focused way about GSK, because we know, as you said, lots of students do get the um, opportunities there, placements and graduate roles. Um, but what kind of research particularly would you want from somebody who wants to actually work for you? Is there anything in particular or would you just say that bit of research on the website, a bit of, on LinkedIn would be enough? Or would you, if they had a particular, like the Future Leaders Programme, and anyone with any degree background can apply, I think. Um, so would it be more like, I've learned about Future Leaders and I think this, this and this, or would you want something more specific? So there are some programs that we have, as you say, that are open to all degree subjects. Of course, we do have some more technical ones within our kind of engineering and R&D and other areas that do require kind of specific subjects. We don't require you to have any work like previous work experience or anything like that or necessarily having to have a two one or a first or or anything we're quite open what we're really looking for and i think the research um will show on this is that real passion to work for gsk the passion that about you know the impact that the company can have and showing that you've done a bit of research into that because it is kind of a hugely global company that you know impacts on millions of people and showing that you've you know a bit about that show that you you know, you're inspired by that, I think is quite important. I think showing really specifically and really clearly why you're motivated to work for the company, I think is really, really important. Um, in, addition, in addition to that, um, showing that you're genuinely motivated and interested by that role. Um, as I say, some of the roles are open to all degree subjects. So, you you know, if you're applying, you need to show why this one in particular over loads of other different career routes that we have at GSK or other companies offer as well why this one in particular uh, and doing you know, you know that research in terms of the media through social media through the websites and that can really bring it to life a little bit more when we're interviewing students as well and asked you know why have you chosen to apply or what made you interested in, in this role anything that's really really general or really generic um, is probably not what we're looking for we do want people to be kind of specific and show that that passion that interest in the company and the role they're applying for um so that can really help when they're, they're doing a bit of research too thank you josh so um i think we're coming to the end of our time so really now i just want to get those last few tips and those gems from you having done this for quite a while um been in the real world and the virtual world what kind of final tips you know two or three that you could give to our students to make them feel really confident and sure of themselves when they come to the to the fair in a few weeks yeah, so I'd say there's loads of great companies that always um, go to the Aston fairs. Um, so I'd certainly recommend having a look at, you know, the list of representatives and companies that are going to be there and trying to pick out the ones that might genuinely be of interest to you. So you're not going to, you know, see absolutely everything if it's a company that doesn't have any graduate programs for the right degree for you or anything like that. Pick the ones that you're genuinely quite interested in that you could see yourself working in um, and do a, a little bit of research into what those companies offer so you can make the most of those conversations. For example, if you know you're really interested in our marketing program, you can do a, read up a little bit about what that program involves before coming and then ask you know specific questions that might help with that application, for example. So you're not you know just going in straight away and saying, oh, hello, tell me about the company and you might not get you know that useful things that will help you be successful. 
to try and make make the most of those conversations pick companies that you might genuinely be interested in uh and yeah I'm, ask as many questions as you like these people are here to to speak to you to answer your questions i don't think any question is going to be a stupid question um so don't you know don't worry about that everyone that's coming everyone that's taking part they really do want to chat to you tell you about their company tell you about the roles that they have on offer um so yeah make the most of it Thank you so much, Josh. And I was thinking, is it better? It's better for you as well if you've got somebody who's willing to talk rather than somebody who's just gone silent. So you want to have, you know, a more interesting time yourselves as well, don't you? Well, I don't mind talking. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell uh, <laughs> as long as we like. You know. <laughs> I think that's it. I think picking up from this that because, as Samira alluded to, that those first few sort of seconds of an interaction with an employer can perhaps be the most daunting so i think the key takeaway here it's it's better to say nothing than oh it's better sorry it's better <laughs> to say something than nothing at all and kind of leave that open space um try try to go in with a bit of a plan of what you're going to ask but it doesn't have to be the perfect one-liner to set you up into you know it's just something to uh, start that conversation isn't it great so um have you got any more questions samira before we kind of round up a little bit I think um, Josh answered my, my main question. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks very Perfect. much for having me. Yeah. No problem. So um, just a bit of a reminder for listeners then. So the uh, Big Careers Fair, which, as we mentioned, is a virtual event, will be taking place on the 20th of October and it will take place from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So if you want to find out more about the event, the employers that will be attending, how you can um, access the app that will then give you access to the event, et cetera. All of that information is on Aston Futures. Um, and I'm right, Samira, in thinking that we will be preparing some um, preparation events prior to the event, I think a week before the event. Um, yeah, that's right. And um, amazingly, it's me who's doing the preparation <laughs> event. Well, there we go. So <laughs> that's on the 12th of October. So that will be... Um, a physical session um so we'll be on campus so that's the tuesday before the week before and then i think on the thursday um there'll be a, a webinar so there'll be an online session as well so please do try and come to the in-person event as well you know actually get start getting used to interacting with people being able to network with people in real life as well as online so you get best of both worlds i think that's everything you've been very thorough and helpful josh so um Will it be yourself who will be attending the fair or one of your colleagues? I'll be there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And a, a couple of my um, colleagues and well, current um, grads and IPs will be with us too. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd encourage you to sign up and potentially have a chat with Josh on the day. Um, about. Yeah, don't let that uh, put you off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this can only serve to encourage, I'd imagine. Uh, so, yeah, thank you both. And thank you, um, Josh, in particular, for giving up your time and coming to chat to us and yeah, you've offered some really helpful insights. Um, so yeah, we'll wrap up there. Thank you all again for listening and we'll see you next time.